Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. Polly Rogers lives in the beautiful but cold northern central region of Saskatchewan, Canada, where rolling hills, spruce forests, and an abundant number of lakes fill the countryside. She and Kenny, her husband of 37 years, run a large hay farm in the summer and bush clear in the winter. Yes, Polly runs heavy equipment as well. They have raised two remarkable children who are both married with families of their own, giving them eight grandchildren. She has spent over 25 years as a playwright and director for a local community theater. But when God called her to pull away from secular theater, to write for him and only for him, Polly learned what it truly means to walk in the steps of Jesus for an incredible, satisfying journey of faith, hope, and personal acceptance. Polly's passion is sharing a personable Jesus through storytelling, devotions, and speaking engagements. When Polly and Kenny started renovating and remodeling their old Victorian farmhouse, it inspired her to write a book called My House Renovated, one room at a time. It is a six-week Bible study to discover what it means to be remodeled in Christ as we experience Him in every aspect of our lives. In a moment, you will meet Polly and hear her incredibly inspirational story. Mike, let's go see Polly. Let's do that. Welcome back to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. In Revelation 3 verse 20, Jesus tells us He's standing at the door of our heart, knocking for entrance. It's up to us whether we want to let Him in. But the best part of letting Him in is the fellowship we will experience with our loving Saviour. Our special guest, Polly Rogers, has let Jesus in not only to her heart, but her home as well. In fact, He showed Himself to her in every remodeled room of her old Victorian farmhouse. This is Polly Rogers' story of renovating and remodeling her family's old Victorian farmhouse and how that experience led to her opening her heart to Jesus, remodeling every room of her life. Polly, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Thank you. It is my pleasure to be with you guys and welcome to my house here in Saskatchewan. Polly, you know, I've always been fascinated with the Victorian era. The 
corsets and the full-length skirts over layers and layers of petticoats with the matching hats that make them look so elegant and the tea sets with the fine bone china and the pretty little delicate flowers so I cannot wait to hear about your old Victorian farmhouse and I'm excited to share with you my old Victorian farmhouse I often ask people if they would prefer to live in an old character house or a newly built house. Because this was the question that my husband asked me minutes after I said yes to his marriage proposal. Well, actually what he asked me was, would you consider being a partner with me in this farm I'm looking at to buy? But it was a marriage proposal. The old character house, of course, I squealed with delight as he let out a sigh of relief. I knew why he was asking me this question, because when I had visited him, we had driven past this house. And as we did, and I took in its structure, I had fallen in love with it already. Because I too like the old Victorian era. What was it like when you first came here, when you first saw it? It's, it? I mean, it's been renovated. It was in bad need of repair. <laughs> it, um, but you know, what I saw was the intricately carved wood front door, the spindles on the front porch, the gables were romantic to me that jutted out of the, the roof. And, um, you know, it was just so special to me. But to my husband, he saw the rot. The porch was about to fall off the front. The door was so warped, you could hardly get it shut. The window frames were rotted. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of things going on in this house. We had bats in the attic. We had a sewer old wood sewer crib that collapsed on us, so we had a lot of sewer backup. We had a huge infestation of mice. We couldn't keep them out. I shoved steel wool into every little nook and cranny that I could find, but they just kept coming. Polly, how on earth did you live <laughs> in those circumstances? I put on bravery. <laughs> but you know, I never ran in fear. I, I bravely took it on like a warrior determined to win the battle at hand because this was our house. This was our home. So it was a, it was a pretty old home. How long did it take you to do all of these renovations? We lived in this house for 30 years. It was like stepping back in time with all its little quirks um, and all its problems, but we couldn't afford to fix it up. You know, my husband warned me that right from the very beginning that, you know, the farm was gonna be tough and it would take a lot to get established and get going and so we just lived in it as it was. We had an old black rotary phone on the wall. 
with a party line and you know when it would ring you'd have to listen to how many rings it took to know if it was for you or for one of the neighbors. Did you have running water? We did, fortunately, but it had only been installed in 1980, five years before we moved into it. So I'm very appreciative of our running water, but you know, because not everybody in the community here had running water either at that time. You know, they would get their water from the well, they'd heat it on the stove. And as I uh, talked to one of the daughters that had grown up into the, in this house before we, prior to us getting it, um, she told me a lot of stories of living without water and the electricity was old. So it's, it was very limited. So as you went through this renovation process, it was room by room. Tell us about that and what, what were you experiencing? Because you were experiencing a certain growth in your spiritual development as well. Yes, so um, like I said, we couldn't afford it, but it, the house had gotten in such dire need that we had to do something with it. And over the years of living this way, God really had given me a heart of contentment. I was happy in our country life. I didn't need new things. But as we grew older, so did the house. And so it was just in that state where we really had to do something with it because we couldn't live like that any longer. So I fell on my knees praying over this house and dedicating it to God, giving it to Him. It was His house to do with it whatever He was going to do with it. So we had looked into the possibility of tearing it down and building new, but we had just finished our mortgage and it took us a long time to get to that point. And we did not wanna go into a heavy debt over a house at that time. And so we made the decision that, well, let's start with one room. And, and get this room done. And it happened to be the upstairs bathroom. So we gutted it down and rebuilt it from the bottom up. God provided just the amount of money to finish that project. So then we moved on to the next room. God provided that year just enough money to complete that project and so forth and so forth until the house was completed. So you're very patient going through this whole process. You also compare in your book, the house to your body. Yes. Yeah, because the Bible tells us that we are a temple for God to dwell. And I knew that. And I also knew that we needed to take care of the things that God provides for us. And I really felt like we hadn't done that very well but he had taken such good care of us. And I was so thankful for that. So Polly, you, you had to take out, like the walls were rotting and the, and, and the doors and the frames and everything, the windows, you had to replace everything. But what about the foundations? Well, you know, the foundation is the reason why we decided to go ahead and fix it up. Because the foundation was strong and solid and so were the bones of the structure. So 
it gave it, you know, the structure and the sturdiness that we could build on. Because if a foundation is weak, it wouldn't have been worth it. You know, and Jesus is our foundation. Yeah. yeah. He is our strength. And I love that my house represents a Christian life so well. So, Polly, can you tell us why you started your book with the front porch? Because the front porch is where we first meet Jesus. When I first saw my husband, he, he arrived at school later in the year. So when we heard about him, my girlfriends and I were sitting in the cafeteria at school watching and waiting for that first glimpse of this new guy in school. And as he came through, we watched him as he went through line, filling his tray of food, but it was only the backside of him. We waited in anticipation for him to turn around so we could get that first look at him. And of course, when he did, he looked straight at us. <laughs> it was like, oh no. <laughs> Was I in love with him at first sight? I might have liked what I saw, but I wasn't in love with him because I didn't know him. As we got to know each other and became friends first, then that grew. So that's where I like to take the reader from the front porch first, where we first get that glimpse of Jesus. And I love flowers. And as you can see, I have a lot of flower beds in my yard. And I it takes a lot of work to take care of these plants. You know, you have to groom them, you have to weed them, you have to fertilize them and deadhead them so that they just keep blooming. And one of my favorite things about my front porch is that I love to sit here and have my devotions with God in the mornings, right here. And I fill this porch with pot and plants, as many flowers as I can afford out of the greenhouses. <laughs> I get them and I just fill my pots with them. And hanging from the balcony, I usually have these big cascading flowers and fuchsias, they're my favorites. But because they take a lot of work, the potted plants, they dry out very quickly. And I get very, very busy on the farm. So one year, I found in the store these beautiful hanging baskets with these flowering plants that were silk. They were fake. And when I saw those, I thought, now there is something that would really work on my porch. So I bought them and I hung them here on my porch. I wouldn't have to water them. I wouldn't have to get the ladder and put the fertilizer in and snip and, you know, groom them. But as I sat here enjoying my silk hanging baskets, I felt really bad because the hummingbirds would come and they would be disappointed because there was no nectar there for them. So, you know, I kind of felt bad for them. But then that summer, my husband's grandmother 
stopped in. Now, this was a woman who kept an immaculate yard, and her garden, you would never find a weed in it. My garden is not like that. <laughs> I like to spend my time in my flowers, yes, but they're not perfect. But anyway, she stopped in that day, and she wanted to see my garden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I took her around. I took her to the vegetable garden first and, um, you know, plucking weeds behind her back. <laughs> so anyways, we went around to my flower beds and she was really enjoying them, you know. Um, some of them I had gotten starters from her and so she was happy to see that they were establishing very well. And I had a few from other neighbors that she was interested in. And then she looked over here at my porch and she looked at those hanging baskets and she squealed, oh, where or what kind of flowers are those? <laughs> Can you imagine my embarrassment when I had to tell her that they were fake and I didn't know their name? <laughs> she was not impressed. <laughs> but you know, what I bring out in my book, the importance of this front porch and meeting this is the place that we meet Jesus for the first time, where we get our first glimpse of Him. And all through nature, we can find God. He's our creator. And it's a joy to be out here with Him. But we need more. Because if this is all our Christian life is, we're just front porch Christians. The Bible says He is knocking at our door. He's wanting to come in and have a relationship with us. And so that's the, the foundation of what my book is all about, is having this personal, intimate marriage relationship with Jesus. Polly, can you tell us a little bit more about Front Porch Christianity? We can know who Jesus is without knowing Him personally, allowing Him inside. And to remain out here on our front porch, we can be as fake as my hanging silk flowers. There are many reasons why we may not want Jesus to come into our house. My house might be messy. It's dirty. It's not for public viewing, and so we're scared to allow God in because we think we have to become perfect before He comes in. But He doesn't want to come in as a guest. He wants to come in as a family member. He wants to know us and live with us on a very personal level. Probably most people who see your house are just driving by, right? They only see the outside. So who comes into your house? My friends. My friends, family. And so there's, there's a picture of front porch Christianity, you know, those who stay out. We don't want Jesus to stay out. Right. We want him to be our best friend, to be inside. And right. that, that's kind of scary to me yeah. because, you know, there might be drawers I don't want him looking into. Uh -huh. There might be things in the fridge I don't want him seeing, right? There yeah. might be things yeah. <laughs> in the laundry basket or maybe upstairs in the attic, you know. Yeah, or oh, even in the garbage. 
Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's so true what you mentioned, Paulie. You said we can know about Jesus, you know, and do all the right things. We can read our Bibles, we can pray, we can study, we can, you know, go to, go church. to church. So we can do all the right things. And on the outside, just like the front porch is beautiful, on the That's outside, right. we can appear good because we're doing all the right things right but But inside we could be a mess Mm -hmm. in -hmm. need of a restoration that's why we need jesus that is why we need jesus he specializes in cleaning up messes that's right Mm
Paul, you have a copy of your book here and it just has a feel about it. Like I, I, I feel what you went through over the years. You know, you have the old pictures and you got the new pictures. You've got the renovations. You've got your kids growing up here. Um, you've got you and Kenny before you got married and when you got married. And it's just a, a, a real, uh, it, it, it just draws you in. Yeah, it was so relatable, you know, knowing how, just how important it is to have Jesus as our friend. Yeah, and you know, that was my purpose, was to make it simple, but yet deeply inspirational for people in their walk with Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, to draw Christ in to their homes, into their bodies for that special, deep relationship with Him. And I just love the way you did each room. Like every room, you went through each room and then had the spiritual um, restoration with the physical restoration. And I just love the way you brought Jesus into each and every room that you remodeled. Right, because we want Him in every room of our lives. Every section of our lives, we need Him. Yes. And the, the thing about it is he removes the fear. He brings peace, he brings joy, and no condemnation. That's right. And when you look at Christ's life here on earth, who did he hang out with? Who did he minister to? It was the ones in need, the ones who needed the restoration. And so we are on the front porch today and I'm looking forward to going into your house, but we've run out of time. And so we're gonna to have to continue next week. But before we do that, I wonder if Pauly, you could pray for our viewers. Maybe there is someone who just is not ready to let Jesus go past the front porch and pray for such a person to say, hey, I can trust Jesus to come in to my heart, come into my, my life, into my house. I would love to do that. Dear Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to be on this front porch where we first meet you. Father, I know that there are many people that wonder about you, that don't know you on a personal level. And so Father, I wanna pray for them right now, that they will hear that knock upon their heart and that want to, to open themselves up to you and let you in. Touch them in a way, Lord, that they know and want a relationship with you. In this I pray, amen. Pauline, thank you so much for having us at your old Victorian house today. Thank you for being here. Wherever you find yourself on a spiritual journey, whether you are just testing the waters of belief in the God of the Bible or a long-time churchgoer, our free offer, Daring to Ask for More, will inspire and challenge you to a life of faith and purpose. Not only will Daring to Ask for More challenge you to pray as you've never prayed before, but it will give you extremely practical tools and specific pointers on how to develop the spiritual discipline needed as you open your heart to Jesus remodeling every room of your life. 
before you go, we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs. You too can experience the fullness of life found in the words of Jesus when he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you.